But this year, you need to see some things with your spirit that you cannot see with your senses. And the reason this is so important is because if you don't recognize where the enemy is attacking you the most frequently and ask God to give you insight into the places of your greatest vulnerability, you will spend all of your energy this year fighting battles that you could have avoided if you would have learned the lessons of last year. Y'all don't like this part of my sermon? I know. Makes you mad when you realize that a lot of the battles that you fought you could have avoided if you had listened to what was on the inside instead of responding to what was on the outside. So I, I want to spend this year with what Paul called open eyes in my heart. It sounds grotesque when you describe it like that. But he was saying that there is a kind of sight that does not revolve around external stimuli. And it is more based on internal processing. If I could break it down even more for you, I would, I would use this phrase, on his guard in such places. To describe how I think God intends to protect you as you go into this next season, this next decade of your life. And that requires self-awareness. There's a theological term, progressive revelation. It means that while God never changes, our understanding of him unfolds over time. Not necessarily chronologically, but as we experience different things in our life, we come to see God in different ways. Even the Bible is constructed with a progressive revelation in mind so that you see concepts introduced in the book of Genesis that are mirrored in the book of Revelation. That's the first and the last. And by the time you get to Revelation, you get a full picture of what was hinted at in Genesis. So you see types and shadows in the Old Testament, which ultimately point to Jesus Christ. But they're pointing to something that you have not clearly seen yet. Life is this way. It is that many of us in this season of our life are going to see things that we only saw a shadow of in a previous season of our life. Progressive revelation means that God wants to show you some things about himself and even about you that will cause you to be able to avoid what I call unnecessary roughness. It's a football term, but it also applies when we're going up against the devil. And let me help you with something real quick. Some of the battles that you fought last year were in places that you never should have been. I know it's supposed to be a praise party, but before we party, can I preach for a moment? I got 24 minutes to tell you about this, that there are certain places that you need to stay away from this year, because if you go there and then ask God to protect you in those places, I don't, I don't know whether to start with Facebook or whether to start with CNN or whether to start with Fox News, 
But we have to be very careful about where we go. Watch this. Not just with our bodies, but with our minds. Because it is very possible that God is trying to warn you about certain places that every time you go there, you start feeling judgmental. Or every time you go there, you start having comparison. Or every time you go there, you start feeling like your life is missing something. And if I were you, I would put that Bible app on the front screen of my iPhone this year. For those of you who aren't saved yet, you might have an Android, but you could put the Bible app on there too. And I would find that thing that deletes some of the other apps. And can we all just make a covenantal agreement in the presence of God on this, the last sermon of 2019? Let's all not post our workouts until we have been doing them consistently for at least four weeks this year. Can we do that? Now, look at somebody and say, I don't have to post it to prove it. Because if I do the work, you will notice the results. I won't have to screenshot my sweat on the floor. Nobody wants to see your spandex. Thank you very much. Do a rep in the secret place. We'll know. We'll know. And it's really interesting how, how certain places bring me into vulnerability. And I just want to ask the question, have you lived long enough to know yet where you're most vulnerable? There were certain places where the enemy intended to attack, but because the king had somebody on the inside. Wouldn't it be nice to have somebody on the inside that could tell you, like it can tell you where there's traffic and it can show you on the GPS where there's going to be traffic. Wouldn't it be nice to have somebody on the inside like Elisha was on the inside and he was feeding information to the king saying, don't go there. Wouldn't it be nice to have somebody on the inside? Wouldn't it be cool if you didn't have to go into this year alone, but you could have somebody on the inside? Wouldn't it be awesome if when Jesus Christ went to heaven, he sent down his spirit to live in those who would believe in his name? Wouldn't it be awesome if you had somebody on the inside, the spirit of truth, the spirit of righteousness, the spirit of God telling you, don't go there. Don't think that. Don't complete that. Cut off that conversation. Don't give them all that information. And here's the beautiful thing about it. God will show you where to be on your guard if you will give him the opportunity. Even this, God will even show you what days of the week you are more susceptible to discouragement so you can plan around it. Y'all don't believe in God? You don't think he's in you? You don't think God can show you about yourself? What he knows from the inside out? You don't think the one who created you knows how to counsel you? And yet we all the time, we, we go into states of discouragement and then we try to pray our way out of them. 
but we got discouraged because of a mental game that we played. And no cliches can rescue us. New year. New you. Because if we told the truth, it doesn't sound as cute, right? Like what really has to happen for you to change is that Romans 12 says you have to be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Okay? So that means that you have to do things a different way for a long time until the pathways that were in your mind called neural pathways that were causing you to do the things that you don't want to do anymore, whether that's an addiction to pornography or whether that's an addiction to a substance or whether that's an addiction to food or whether that's an addiction to gossip or whether that's a addiction to judging people who struggle with pornography, food, or substances because I can preach to everybody in the room. <laughs> I'll tell you, Pastor Steve, I don't, I don't struggle with these sins that you mention. It's actually great because I'm starting this new year with a pretty clean slate. I'll tell you, I've been walking with the Lord for a long time and I don't really have any of these struggles except the one with self-righteousness that I am expressing by saying that I don't need anything new from God this year. But to, to really have a, a new year, new, new year, new you, doesn't really work like that. Um, new year, new neural pathways. See, it doesn't preach as good. <laughs> Who's going to put that on Instagram? But the fact of the matter is, for God to do something new in your life this year, you will have to save your strength for the things that matter. And that means you are going to have to listen to the Spirit of God. And the Spirit of God will tell you, don't return that phone call. Don't return that text. Don't even go there. You'll start thinking something in your mind and the, and the Spirit of the Lord will show you you can't afford to play with that. You can't play around with the devil and then ask God to deliver you from the devil that you were playing with. There are some places you cannot afford to go this year. Your soul cannot afford it. Your joy cannot afford it. Your peace cannot afford it. And I've got somebody on the inside that can show me where the attack is. Wouldn't it be cool if some of the battles that you fought last year, you could avoid this year? So you'd be singing, this is how I fight my battles. And you're just sitting there. And they're expecting you to be swinging, but you're not fighting your battles by swinging you're fighting your battles by staying away from the places I know this is heavy for a party but I gotta preach it because God will not strengthen you for a battle that he did not call you to fight so you've gotta let go this year of, of the need to prove things to people because that is not a battle God has called you to fight.
You've got to let go this year of trying to of trying to make up for things that are in the past and that God has already forgiven. That is not a battle God has called you to fight. It is over. It is gone. The old is gone. The new has come. You have got to ask the spirit of God what areas to avoid in this year. Okay. So Elisha is giving the information for the military attack. And I wonder if the spirit of God is trying to give you information for the spiritual attacks that you're under. But you keep going to to old places. And when he found out about it, not only was he mad, but he was determined to get rid of this guy because Elisha was a problem. Elisha was a was a problem. Are you a problem for the enemy? I'm going to tell you how you can know if you are. If nothing ever goes wrong in your life and you never burn the toast. If everything is so nice and neat and orderly and you never face any kind of resistance, it means that the devil isn't threatened by you at all. Here's how I know that from the text, because again, we often perceive that the presence of God is proven by the absence of problems, right? Wrong. Couldn't be more untrue. Because when Elisha was giving the word of the Lord to prevent the attack for the people of God, watch what the king did in verse 13. Go find out where he is. The moment that you begin to fulfill the purpose God created you for, the enemy will dispatch special forces. Raise your hand if you had some things happen this year that made you question if God even loved you. Raise your hand. Be honest enough to raise it. I suggest to you, keep it up. I suggest to you that the reason you had some of your problems is because you are such a problem for the darkness because of the light that you carry. Somebody shout, I'm a problem. So let me tell you how you can prove that God is with you, okay? The way that you can prove that God is with you is not by the fact that nothing bad ever happens to you. The, the, the proof, my mom used to say, the proof is in the pudding. Well, I found out when it comes to the things of God, the proof is in the problem. How do I know that God is using me and that he has great plans for me? How do I know that God has put a big calling on my life? How do I know that God has something outstanding for my future? I know the size of my calling by the size of my problem. Y'all shout if you've been through something this year. When Elisha started telling the king where to look for the attack, 
The king of Aram said, you got to find him. He's a problem. The enemy sent special forces for you this year because you are right on the verge of breaking a generational curse and changing a bloodline. You're a problem for the darkness. You're a problem. 